Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison, as always, joined by my co host, Mike Risset. Mike McGoy and Christian Epps. What up, fellas? We've had it. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, yo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had another eventful week in crypto. Um, I feel like my week has been more eventful, <laughs> maybe, than it has uh, in the past uh, few weeks, few months, maybe. Uh, that sounds bad, actually. That sounds like that does not sound good if you know Jason. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. The, the less events, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you broke your NFT cherry. You popped your NFT cherry. Oh, yeah. yeah. On, the, on the buying side. Uh, I was talking about the numbers up. I, I don't know the price you know anymore, but holy shit. Yeah. When, movement. Yeah. Well, usually when the numbers is up, um, I'm, I'm not as a active i i just i collect in silence as most of <laughs> as you should as yeah. most people should exactly like what my tokens my bitcoin and Ethereum. tokens okay. uh, yeah Hot tokens <laughs> exactly um yeah uh hey is there a cloud token <laughs> there should be there is friend of the show uh bobby hundreds asked on my IG when I posted the <laughs> my first NFT purchases, your first, he said. Um, definitely, he was a little bit. I don't know how he felt. I have to ask him. But well, he's not the only one who said that to you for the last three months. I believe me and Mike. And I'm guessing also that Big Mike said it. And he doesn't even like fucking NFTs, bro. Right. I know. Oh. I I know. I told you, why don't you buy Adam Bomb? It's only 0.2. I don't even have one yet at the moment. You should get one. You beat me to it. Why don't you buy Adam Bomb now? What's up with NFTs, guy? Listen, what did you get? What did you end up buying? I end up buying <laughs> Weather Report, which I like their NFTs. I minted them. And the reasons why I bought them uh, were three specific reasons. It was because my friend Gavin did a collaboration with them. Um, our friend Gavin, shout out, shout out to out. Gavin and supervision. Um, I had enough money at the time. I was liquid, right, as we like to say, at the at at that exact moment. Um, and I like the art. So those three specific reasons, you know, there's there's tangential reasons as well. Like you know, Mike said that he believed in the project. Uh, 
on the podcast last week, you know, so that was kind of, that gave me a little faith. Um, and Chris was also going to mint one. So usually if I get a tandem Mike Chris agreement and it's something that I'm also leaning towards, you know, I, it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable um, to ape in as I did being my first. Uh, there's no good reason that I didn't buy Adam Bomb other than, you know, I just, I thought I was never going to buy an NFT at the time, you know, and I was just looking and saying, okay, I like NFTs. I want to sell them. Uh, and I always advocate for the selling of them, but didn't think I was going to buy. So I ended up minting two of these at the cost of 0.15 Ethereum. Um, I was also gassed, uh, and this is to no fall of Mike's, uh, on his tubby cat flip that he flexed to me a couple weeks ago from 0.1 to 0.6 uh, post mint. Um, so, you know, I was hoping for some of that flip action. And uh, yeah, before the NFT was revealed. So for our guests that are listening, the NFT process um, for purchasing for a lot of these 10K, 5K projects, uh, Invisible Friends also uh, revealed this week, um, goes a little something like they make a white list based off of uh, friends or users who have uh, bought other items that coincide with their project or they do a giveaway to uh, basically allow people to create the nft um or they're paying to create the nft and then uh the rest of the spots they allow the public to do uh in the same way that you try to buy uh your supreme drop right it, it happens almost instantaneously if the project is hyped. So if you're on a whitelist, that's basically like you're getting your Jordans, you know, at the back of the store from the homie that works there. Um, the only difference is you don't know what you're going to get with an NFT. Uh, when you mint, well, depending on the process, with depends this, on yeah. the project, depends on the project, right? Yeah. The project, uh, like this project, which is kind of the most common style, I would say it has 10,000 um, versions of uh, an image that is uh, has multiple traits, right? Different hair colors, different hairstyles, different face colors, different hats, different shirts, and you know, just a bunch of different items. So you can get any kind of jumble of these items on your NFT. Um, it's supposed to be randomized, but that's another topic that I think we'll address. <laughs> um here shortly yeah i meant it too and then before the nfts were revealed because you meant then they do a public sale uh until all of them are sold or maybe they don't sell but all of them sold pretty quickly within 10 minutes and then there's another waiting period uh for you to see what you actually bought so before the reveal i decided to buy a minted uh NFT from someone else uh, for 0.19. And so then I had three, expecting a flip, expecting everything to go up. But this particular project had a competitor, like we spoke about last week, uh, which was an artist who formerly worked with them. His name is Denton. He created his own project that I believe released the same day. He had 11,111 pieces. And you know, they were basically in direct competition uh, for the same user base, same market, same art style. Um, there was no uh, legal action taken. So there's no lawsuits or anything like that um, happening. And then, yeah, they were. There, there actually are. There is definitely, there is some. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. yeah, what's, what's, what's the word on that? I mean, he posted the um, cease and desist. I saw he posted a cease and desist. So then I was in the Discord and they said that they responded with their lawyers. And yeah, there's some legal actions being taken that, okay. I think aren't, that are being resolved, that are unresolved at the moment. So we'll see what the future of both of these projects are. Yeah. Uh, 
I think you pretty much overexposed yourself buying three of them. Um, Definitely. You got, caught, got caught up in the hopium yep. and the uh, euphoria of the moment. Um, yep. But what we've seen was what happened was the com- the competitive the competition of the two projects, which were pretty much identical, the volume was split. So, um, and Denton's project ended up being the more successful one at the moment and having a pretty decent pump from 0.1, one mint to, I think at the highest it was 0.5. Yeah. Um, And Weather Report has yet to really have a pump that's worthy of even mentioning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I sold mine literally hours after I minted one. Like I minted one. I was like, I don't know. Waited it out. Went up. Stuck stuck at what? 0.25. Sold that. And then I minted the second one, which I'm glad I did. That one was cooler. I sold that for like 0.3 the next day because I was like, this is not. This is, as soon as it went up to 0.3, I just sold it. It didn't feel... And feel the vibes as uh, Vince, or sorry, Casino Nice, we would say. Yeah, they don't have the vibes right now. They don't have vibes. Yeah, they don't have the yeah. vibes. It's not my vibe, right now. I mean, it's just it's tough because I think without the controversy, it it could have, you know, received a a really sizable pump, you know, between like the mint and the post reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been looking at it like a 0. 0.6, 0. 0.75 floor home. Um, so, so are we just going to gloss over Jay Skills' is Bitcoin maximalism initially, <laughs> and then now to NFT young boy transition? NFT yeah. young boy. Man. And then everyone close their eyes to that <laughs> transition <laughs> right <laughs> there. No, no, we support transitions in this yeah. podcast. Hey, you were definitely Bitcoin Maxi, though. I mean, you were like Michael Saylor at first. (laughs) And then now we're delving in, we're aping into the most (laughs) speculative vertical of the most speculative asset class on the planet right now. Yeah, it doesn't make, it doesn't really make sense. The Atom Bomb should have been your first NFT purchase. Right. No, Uh, for sure. Mine too, to be honest. I should have been, I had one for a second and I got I, 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 was, I sold it. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair Skills definitely promoted the, the bomb. And to be fair, I actually feel like I missed out on that as well. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, no, and, that, and that's really my biggest, like, mistake, just investing and just in things in life. You know, it's just like, I'm, the obvious. yeah, the obvious. I get behind the obvious thing and I know it and I say it and I even tell other people about it. And then I don't do it myself. And I mean, yeah. I could really slap myself for all the times I've done that. Um, but yeah, it happened again. And so these are the lessons that you have to learn in life. Um, if you don't learn them, they'll continue to pop up until you do. And you might die <laughs> before you do, you know, so uh, it's up to you to to do that before, you know, your last day. So yeah, let's Let's just take this as a as a learning, a teachable moment, you know, um, for me. For all <laughs> uh, of us. Yeah, for all of us. You guys can learn from my mistakes. All uh, the Crypto Bros family. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have also made your own NFT mistakes uh, on your own, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, mine are a little bit more uh, in the public sphere. And the thing about it is, it didn't have to be a mistake, but the mistake is the gamble itself. And like Mike said, I was overexposed because there's a potential that I could have won, right? Whether they pumped or not, I could have gotten uh, a rare piece. So that's the other part of this, right? The reason that I got three was basically you're trying to get one of the more rare pieces that have value no matter what. Um, And I wanted to increase my odds and I did. And none of my pieces were rare. And so now they're all sitting on the floor and I'm waiting for somebody 
to come sweep. Um, but with that said, uh, I've spent a lot of time over the last week in their Discord, uh, in their group chat on Twitter, checking out their Twitter spaces. Uh, there is so much toxic positivity in this space that it just makes me want to run for the hills. That's a, uh, that's a, that's how you, uh, you know, it's called bag holder talk. I believe <laughs> I sent you that diagram. Okay. Uh, that toxic positivity that it's going back. It's okay. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. Sweep the floor. Yeah. Uh, this is just the beginning. You're still early. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to like zoom out and look zoom. at it more in a more like macro. Sometimes zoom out. That's one too. Sometimes zoom out is part, part of it. Yeah. It can be. It <laughs> yeah. can be. But you still have to. You do yeah. have to zoom out. There. But I don't spend too much time in like Chats. the, the the specific or the particular projects discord like i i'm a part of like i like to you know i have my our group chat and i have my other discord where it's we're more like just overall market type of like scoping and speculation not like hold on not to cut you off mike but my pfp just sold <laughs> finally <laughs> sold something <laughs> At floor. At the floor, yeah. At the floor. Nice. Sweeping the floors over there. You bundled it, right? You bundled no, it. No, no, I, I, I did bundle it, but the bundle wasn't selling. So then I, I listed them each for uh, 0.12. And they Let's hey, talk Ethan's about this up. bundle. He's up, so you're up. So you're break even <laughs> or up because of the gas. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Let's talk one. about this bundle pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't want to cut Mike off. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. No, but I was just speaking toward, like, you know, that's just all those, like, specific or the project discords and chats are, like, just people, the community shilling. Like, yeah. Usually. It's all yes. bullshit. So, usually. Yeah, that's one conversation that me and Mike had as well was, like, even in the, the DeFi space, I kind of refuse at this point now to utilize the Telegram. I mean, oh, it's yeah, a yeah. Bucket, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just yeah. a it, it's a big pep rally. Yeah, when I say I'm in project. Telegram, I'm I'm in my like like a little home like my homies, my mentor and the other 20 dudes that I know from across the world. And we have three different, four different like telegrams that are sectioned by by type of crypto market. And, and I have unbiased. unbiased. Yeah, but no none yeah. none of the uh, none of the actual groups I'm reading those chats. I'll be in some protocol chats and on Discord too. I'll be in the chats, but I Unless it's like something like real crypto native, like some toads stuff or turf or things that I know, like it's going to be a thousand people and they're all talking about building shit. Yeah, the chat is like the worst psyop I've ever seen in, in, in Discord and Telegram. Telegram is really bad. Yeah. I, I, I and mean, this section of will, of whale talk is sponsored <laughs> by American <laughs> Express. <laughs> yeah. Well, by this Sigma, section of whale talk is sponsored. <laughs> Yeah, lost the Telegram sponsor. Yeah, Avalina Wales. Sponsored by Avalina Wales. But yeah, my my both mics are on to that's something I think it takes some time to learn. Yeah, um, and and I think I I I'm somebody who likes to uh, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades in in respect to life and in that regard, like I like to dive into something for a couple weeks to try to understand it and then kind of completely forget about it, but just so I know. Right like the psychology behind it, you know, I want to kind of really totally immerse myself and I'll probably never like go in a discord again, to be honest with you. But it was just interesting because I, I, I wanted to see like, you know, what, like, how do these people tick and what are they really after? And you can kind of see like with their conversations. And it's funny because, you know, that's what wag me is all about. Like, that's the flip side of it. Right. And it's like, at the beginning, you know, it seems so hopeful. It's like the Kanye documentary. It seems so hopeful at the beginning. And then like by the mm -hmm. end, you're like, oh no, this is really dark. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, then that's really what, you know, all of the activity is, right? It's all about money, but everybody's like coding their words and everything. We're waiting for the roadmap. And it's like, who the fuck cares about a roadmap? Like it's all, it all says the same thing. Like none of it does anything like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, 
But people are looking for things to pump their bags and looking for activity and waiting for these guys to come in the chat so they can maybe something will influence the price. Like it's all around the price action and people like the, just the again, the psychology around the price action and the conversations around it is just, I just found very interesting, but also something that I never want to involve myself in again. Like just give me something that's going to fucking give me ROI and I'll talk to my friends i don't need like you know it's just it's too much of a pep rally it, it really is yeah twitter does it too i mean you'll see it on twitter and you see oh, yeah, it yeah. on you know you see it on youtube and then it, it, it gets it scales just like all of the other bullshit that needs you know the things that don't need to scale always do and right. that's one of the biggest things the shilling and uh hopium is another thing they call it of just yeah, gassing gassing people up in the chat, and the guy gassing them up either has no coins, is a bot, or right. is waiting for you guys to buy 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 back for him. So exactly. Get out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that yeah, I just wish, and it's not that like these people are particularly like bad or like weird. I think they're just caught up in the you know the rapture of what's going on, and. I think the conversations will hopefully eventually turn to something more honest or earnest, but who knows? Like, I think Twitter has more humor and like more, like all the memes come from Twitter, you know? So it's like, when I see mm -hmm. the, the, the jokes about crypto and about NFTs and stuff on, on Twitter, I think like people have a better sense of humor about all of that stuff, like losses and everything, like, or just where the market's going, you know? Um, yeah, and also it's there's data on Twitter that can be yeah. like it's you know there's a, it's it's like a ledger like yeah you delete some someone probably already has it if you promoted a scam or if you promoted something that was bad or a bad call someone will find it and have it so you're you know what you say is on there and then there's a lot of actual technical uh, development and like play by like day by like play by play day by day every day there's a new thing especially with these hacks that we talked about the other mm -hmm. day like. It's like Twitter is where I like when I just got my Twitter back, my my awareness of the market grew back another like 20 percent in the last week or two. Yeah. And my and my calls got better again just from getting my Twitter back and getting ins. And so it's a lot of noise, but the noise is a little bit better over there. Skills. Yeah. You see my crypto Twitter list. I kind of just went through over a span of like about two weeks of just following all the, basically like all the influencers, influencers, mm -hmm. like the people who influence the influencers and people who are, I mean, who appear to be uh, some of the loudest voices in the space. Yeah. And I think uh, I showed you that list actually. What do you think? I mean, is that, I don't know. Talk to me. How was that list? Because I, others can follow that same list. Also, it might be a, a cool starting point. You got to you got to send it to me again, Mike, so I can I can uh, look at have it in front of me right now because I don't remember. Okay. Who's on it. Um, okay. But while you putting it up, uh, Chris, I wanted to ask you, uh, what did you think about the whole Kevin uh, scenario? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it's not surprising really uh really uh funny and uh that's how it works uh the meme usually does win this one will probably last long uh what happened was everyone if you don't i'm guessing most people don't know there is a game metaverse world game like uh minecraft called pixelmon it's been around or it's been in development for a minute the sale was uh, the valuation was already high before the sale. They have they had a lot of these things minted out. People bought them at or you know, bought them when they released at three Ethereum, which was about twelve thousand dollars or something. And a lot of these things came out looking real janky, like looking horrible. Yeah. To the point where they lost their value by like eighty percent. Uh, as people made fun of them on Twitter, they the main one, the ugliest one. It's called Kevin. It's like this green blob dinosaur looking man. Looks like a looks like a loogie with legs. And uh, they meme this fool, this little character you can play with in the game to hell and back up to heaven. He's now worth like 3.5 ETH again. 
a bunch of people bought them at the bottom and now there's a bunch of derivatives and copycats and meme nfts of kevin there's like there's that meme mfers there's kevin mfers that one the other day there's <laughs> yeah <laughs> Doodle Kevin's is coming soon. I'm sure they're, they're doing Doodle Kevin's. They're yeah. doing everything. I'm sure there's going to be a Shiba Kevin. Like it's it's just how it is. But yeah, so yeah. And, uh, Kevin yeah. is. Uh, I just saw something today about how like I guess Nintendo invested into them, and they were like, "This is the most disgusting thing we've ever seen." <laughs> it's yeah. very interesting, but uh, the culture uh, is a big thing. Like sometimes culture is bigger than the art or the technology as we've seen before right i think virality and like memes like rules all right i mean if elon taught us nothing like it push it drives it does drive stuff it it depends on what it is it usually never lasts yeah longer than a year i feel like uh and that's with crypto me like you know memes are in general memes for us on social media last like oh three weeks Mm -hmm. two weeks and it's old so, uh, but you know, what are they worth now? Let's see, actually. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I was looking at them. I mean, it says the last sale was 8.6 ETH, 7.5 ETH, 7.3. Well, so. That's what happens. <laughs> so, Whoever yeah. sold that shit thinking that they saved themselves are definitely upset. <laughs> Hopefully they bought back. Right. Yeah. That's it. That was just. Oh, yeah. I, I bought a fucking Kevin. It's like a, <laughs> a really, uh, it's like a South Park version. I, I shouldn't have mentioned it. It's for mint. It was cheap. I thought I was like, oh, it's gonna go up. See, they got me. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike, yeah. you have the scrunched eyebrow. Have you been following this Kevin saga at all? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a little bit of it. I've seen the derivatives. I was obviously um we were talking about the pixel mine shit when before it like minted. Because yeah. it meant like people were like three ether some shit like the people were paying some pretty heavy prices to get involved in that project so um it was a pretty underwhelming reveal <laughs> for everyone but yeah i've seen like the derivatives i was i'm actually looking at the invisible friend market uh floor right now oh yeah um, yeah that's a good i'm idea. looking at i'm just looking at floors right now this is a good time to buy some shit yeah yeah um, the market's down right yeah yeah Hopefully it goes down a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been bullish on the visible friends, you know, other than uh, obviously the bombs I was talking about a lot since, you know, for months and I didn't buy, but um, you know, we talked about invisible friends a few times on, on the pod so far. Um, You know, I'm, I'm priced out of it, but uh, it's definitely my favorite NFT collection. And when they, when they drop, when they dropped, you know, it, it was what I expected it to be. You know, a lot of their pieces are really dope. I like a lot of them. You know, they had, they had fucking celebrities in it that weren't even like, didn't even seem like they were fucking chilling. You know, like Elijah Wood, like, and obviously Snoop is kind of like, we'd never know. Like, it seems like Snoop gets kind of paid to do everything. But, you know, he bought an Invisible Friends like on camera, you know, I think yesterday or today. Um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think um at least when I'm looking into like investing in shit like this, like blue chip stuff, none of that really matters. Yeah. For me personally, yeah. I'm looking at um the quality of the art and like I mean, I guess like the social influencer part is a part of like the, the market sentiment on it, but mm-hmm. also what would what would bring me or like you know, kind of like confirm some type of confidence in invisible friends at this moment is it still hasn't had a pump yeah like it it revealed you know it had a like a pre-reveal kind of you know i wouldn't consider that even a pump Mm -hmm. it just like you know it it had a high floor because it was a very like high anticipated project but and also no one could get in but right now it's like it's sitting at 5.7 eth floor I think in the next bull run, you can see something like this go to 20 ETH floor. Yeah, 15 I, floor. yeah I can see like, yeah, 20, 30 ETH, honestly, floor for this, like, yeah, and, and get back, not maybe up to the to the punks and ape level, but right up under it, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, and I like the art, but it's one of the best 
It's one of the best yeah. PFPs. That and Clonex, I think, are the best PFP. And Azuki. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to say this year. I was going to say too. Just like doodles. Yeah. About the, about this um, about Invisible Friends, they don't have rarity, which I love. And so one of the things that kind of annoyed me about um, just the projects in general is just like always having to look at rarity because uh, when I was going to get um, or looking at window shopping for a bomb or window shopping for uh, the groupies and all the other stuff, you know, it was all based off of rarity. And if I buy this one, it's not going to be hot, whatever. And it's like, yeah, some people, a lot of people in this space do buy the things that they like and the things that look like them or the things that, you know, kind of remind them of themselves or something they connect with. But most of the space is built around rarity. And I don't really love that, you know, and I think that Invisible Friends is dope for having a collection that doesn't. And I'm not saying they're the only one that does that. They're the one that I'm aware of that does it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, because all these NFTs definitely have rarity properties. <laughs> No, nah, they said that they don't have rarity properties. They, I'm looking at them. I'm literally looking at the properties that the, the NFT. Hold on, I have to pull up their tweet. They tweeted that they don't that they don't have any rarity, and I thought that was dope. Uh, maybe they were. Maybe that was cap. I mean, that's that's not true. They have rarity. Maybe. They, right, well, maybe well then we'll have to mean. strike strike that from the record. But I saw I saw them tweet that, and I thought that was fire. Let's yeah. see what they said though. Yeah. They might have said something funny like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't I didn't just make that up. Somebody said it. You ever have that moment where you're like, damn, I'm hungry, but I don't want to go out to eat. It is way too expensive and I don't know what to make because I'm not really into cooking. Guess what? It's real easy. It's real simple. I got a solution for you. Hello Fresh. They deliver they deliver pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. You skip the trip to the grocery store, save you the wait in the long lines, and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. Also, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. Let me say that again. 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality, and you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. It's money back in your pocket. All right? So, to review, A, great food, B, less expensive, C, less expensive than even if you went grocery shopping yourself. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less. I'm talking about right now, I'm recording this at noon. By 12.30, lunch is served and it's fire. Come on now. You know I did it. I'm not just, I'm, I don't do this thing where I read the ad like, oh, what do you want me to talk about? Uh, I'll, I'll say whatever. I got to live it. I got to experience it. And I did. I had the beef tenderloin and cheese fondue. Woo-wee! Fire. Fire. I've got leftovers in the fridge right now that I'm about to destroy. That's right. Those 30 minutes that I was going to take to make a meal, I lied. Not making a meal right now. Eat my leftovers. But guess what? Tonight, dinner, we back at it. So make sure you're doing your due diligence. Make sure you're getting your HelloFresh living right. Save you time. Save you money. Make sure everybody going crazy in the house. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BOMB16 and use code BOM16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's right. It's HelloFresh.com slash BOM16. Use code BOM16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. Hello, listener. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that we at Cinephobe love our pets. Zach and Boogie are inseparable. I've got two cats and a dog. And Amin is giving his best ass on performance to convince dog owners that he loves their pet. Hey, Noodle. Hey, boy. How you doing? And Noodle's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which is why today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. 
For many pet parents, summer is all about making travel plans like adventuring through the national parks, visiting pet-friendly beaches, or road tripping across the country. Wherever your journeys take you and your furry friend, you can help protect them along the way with the plan from ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. The one thing that turns me off about <clears throat> projects like Invisible, what they did was uh gatekeep it from such an early early stage mm-hmm. creating that hype of oh there's four hundred thousand people in the thing now in the discord now uh priced out you're already priced out by like two ethereum and you know it that's the only thing that that made made me forget about the project actually because it was just so it felt so uh trying to be the next BAYC slash which is trying to be supreme which is you know a little bit over okay okay but look is, but, hey, but the art is amazing i'm gonna send and i do love the project i'm gonna send this uh i knew i didn't make it up i'm gonna send this tweet to the chat yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean I, I don't doubt you i'm just saying yeah no I, I it was just like one of those things when i saw it it jumped out at me but i believe you as well i believe that they could have just said that and you know I don't know how, you know, I don't really know how the space works in full totality. I was. Oh, you're I, talking about the tweet about enjoying the reveal. We do not have any official rarity. And don't plan, don't plan on, on implementing one. one. Yeah. And it says art vibes greater than. Yeah, greater they, than didn't, they didn't uh, implement official rarity, but there's rarity. Okay. They don't have, they didn't like say, all right, well. Oh, like this one is more valuable than like yeah. rarity differ and all that shit yeah yeah except for there's a surfboard and there's diamonds and there's right, a brain and there's right. only one of those yeah, each exactly right so it's Fuck like niggas, man. sorry it's that's bullshit yeah that's bullshit that's but, bullshit uh, mike mike do you have that list did you find that list put it in the chat he's smoking he's, he's smoked up right now i know i'm jealous yeah, oh good reminder thank you mike i got an order right now think about yeah. it yeah, I follow Kobe. I follow Kobe. 
Oh, yeah, he's a good, he's probably one of the best Twitters to follow, although he mostly just makes people fucking nervous and makes jokes now. Yeah. But when he posts serious stuff, or like his Substack thread is really, yeah, it's really good. He'll have it on his bio. Is he's really Cole Hollister, is Cole, Hart, Cole Host Ledger is a cocksucking bum, though. <laughs> who you can tell is a fucking nerd with no he's money so annoying and he's so super it's super like, annoying but yeah, he's yeah, but like, he's bro, a really like, good technical like, analysis my, my niggas like for some reason he believes that because he's cool with this one well that 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 then like niggas now believe what you have to say makes you credible yeah and it's like fam yeah. We could tell by your, your talk and your, your moves is light. Like, we're not yeah, even... and also he came from like the, the old, like the old market. Like he's, and he still has those ideas. He applies that stuff to, he applies like TA to to uh, uh, farm yield shitcoin that just came out. That's got, you know, crazy APYs. And I don't understand that sometimes, but he like once in a while, when I listen to his podcast with the other guy, uh, was it Carpe Noctum is his name? Like yeah. he, he's really good technical analysis, and that's why I listen to that one. Like, I, yeah. and I'll, but yeah, a fool does annoy me. A lot of a lot of people I follow and listen to, I don't like or agree with a lot of time, but they're smarter than me. And you know, <laughs> also getting the opposite view is always good in this in this market because exactly, very, exactly, biased and stubborn. And I feel like he's not even smarter than me, like which is even crazier because I feel like he like he feel like he spent more time into the space. I got in obviously seventeen at the end, but I also took a year off because I was so butt hurt by how XRP performed. And so I feel like you know I missed out on key and valuable time and lessons and rhythms and cycles that you know what I mean. A lot of people got to make their little ones and m's off of and i'm okay with that but you can still tell when someone's just a fucking nerd with no hoes yeah i mean he's i'm not listening to you bro like i'm sorry <laughs> like like i fuck with kobe because i think i feel like bro still has isms low-key and it's like i'm hella up and i don't really even need to lead off of me being hella up yeah. like that's a difference you know what i mean like he leads off of his isms Oh, yeah. by the way, I'm hella up. Also, yeah, yeah but he like, this talk about nerd. being up anymore. I feel like he didn't even talk he's, about he's money. He's so up. Yeah, he's, he's so up. He's in care. So where he can't even talk about being up anymore. Yeah, it's like he's lost the lost the the joy of that in general. And yeah. just to be clear for our listeners out there, just to give like I guess specifics, it is estimated his net worth is low end between fifty million, high end between five hundred. Some say five billion is, is what it could be, but anywhere between those feel comfortable just dropping a token at any one of those. Yeah, that's that's killer. Yeah, I follow a lot of people um, on Twitter in the crypto and uh, NFT space. I end up following a gang of people from uh, Weather Report that have those PFPs because that's part of the whole culture um, just to get into it, which is not really like a terrible thing. Um, it's not something I would advise, but, um, it's an interesting part of the NFT culture of like everybody following everybody it reminds me of like my space or like Facebook, like, like when it just started type of thing, like everybody had 10,000 friends and you know what I'm saying? Everybody was following everybody and all of this stuff. Um, I'm saying that to say, like, it's going to be interesting what the next iteration of the space is is because right now it hasn't been really corporatized and once that happens because like you know they had if, if you ask me it has though and I'm, I'm not into the nft space as deep as y'all are but so allow me to push back on this yeah you me looking up and saying seeing that you know, Boar Yacht Club is now like, I don't know, partnering with Supreme or partnering with this. Like, this is, to me, from the outside looking in, it definitely looks that all the larger drops or even eight wallets are all being held by, if not DAOs of companies, companies themselves or yeah. hedge funds themselves. I don't yeah. know. And, and, you know, some people in this chat have real capacity, okay? I don't know any of us that have any apes. Right. Right. So right. who has them then? 
Yeah. Right. Super early adopters are people with real financial capacity. Who yeah. is that? Well, here, the, the thing about that, though, too, Mike, is that a lot of I mean, <clears throat> and here's the difference between the NFT space and I think the crypto space is that in order to get cash in the NFT space, for the most part, obviously, there's um, yield that you can you know, get from your uh, ape or whatever you have to sell. So for the people who didn't have money, who were lucky enough to get an ape or a punk, in order to for them to cash out, they have to sell. You know, that, that that's not really exactly the same process for um, coins, right? Like you can uh, borrow. Right, because we're coin. talking about Willy Wonka fucking chocolate tickets. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It, it exists <laughs> like a couple of people have access to them. Yeah. This shit blows me, dog, and, and I can't view. I can't. I can't sit here, bro, and let niggas treat this as if, as if it's investing. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. We're but that's why going dark to the wall, bro. Right, and that's the technology is the investment. But right now, for us in this podcast, uh, I think we all kind of agree. It's you know, only one of these things I'm looking at uh, right now, like or that I would buy as an investment, and I'm not going to put my money. Let me into that. know. How them shitty ass tokens is doing right now? Yeah, I hear and you, but I'm, I'm everything has cycles. Everything has cycles, though. Everything, everything has, has cycles. cycles. Yeah, but we do know so that you the can't, NFT you can't cycle is disqualified. You, you can't disqualify NFTs as an investment if it's the NFT cycle. And if you I, like I, I, cycle, mm, I, think I don't know. Cycle, I, I have to just, I have to just qualify it as an investment. I can deal. mediate this right here. I think what the problem is, people think that these things can be safe haven assets, just like that podcast which I sent you guys earlier today that I was hoping y'all listened to. Like a lot of people thought, we all thought that art blocks were going to be the safe haven, right? Because they're going to be at Christie's and people, they're going to be the first generative art house, blah blah blah. I think it takes some time to learn that. NFTs, unless you're buying a punk, in my opinion, which are kind of dying out. So I guess the ape, most of these aren't really safe haven assets. There's no safe haven asset beside Bitcoin and Ethereum, in my opinion. Uh, right. I think you can go get a little bit more riskier and get a get a bond, which would be a fucking ugly ass ape from some. Right. From some, so. So, so I think Can't the moral, for moral of my story as a resident gambler is that NFTs is the worst form of gambling. Like, no, I, no, it's not. Yeah, actually, let it's me finish. Probably the safest form of gambling. That leverage no. you were doing is the worst, worst of form of gambling. Whatever you're happy about this week, because whatever happened on Monday move, that's the worst form of gambling. Leverage trading is the worst. Come on now. Leverage. Yeah. Mm, that's the worst. Oh, gambling is probably Come the on, worst, man. technically. Come on, mm. man. No, but I was because this is what I'm saying. My life is listen, so much listen. With, right now. You have you have a literal you have a literal, and I'm just gonna go off percentage. Like if I if I was more responsible, like yes, my the, well, no one that does leverage is responsible. Right. There we go. That's <laughs> right. But that that's, is i was talking to mike mccoy last week or the week before i was in my discord a kid was like i know a dude that was up two million maybe 20 million what was what was the number mike what was it say for the sake of two million for sure right it's down to zero leverage oh, trading right okay i Listen, I get what you're saying, but I'm just going to give you the math of it just for the <laughs> listeners. If you're leverage trading, the you the price can go either up or down. Mm-hmm. It's not you picking if I buy NFT, I'm buying one out of 10,000, right? That one can be bad and the 10,000 can also be bad. In a leverage mm-hmm. trade, I can either go up or down. I have a 50-50 chance to win in that bet that I'm making. If I if I put $500 on the table for a leverage trade, I can either go up or go down. I could spend $500 on an NFT of one of 10,000 of a Denton Fields. It can go Tubby up Cat, or it can go down. Or, bro, it can go to 
zero and I can buy into the project that actually is successful and the NFT that I bought cannot succeed. That's terrible. It's successful. You're getting your NFT liquidated. You That's were trying terrible to sell it. You it doesn't to, matter you about the liquidation, bro. You're you getting caught up in the wrong aspect of it. Days. Liquidation that doesn't matter. Baby pump. Liquidation does not matter if, if it's zero. I don't yeah. have any NFTs in my wallet that have gone to zero. zero. Yeah, but if they don't sell, they are worthless. Liquid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so the same thing. What Mike is saying in in understanding and identifying when you're in a bullish or a bearish cycle. Yeah. Right. And that will dictate the movements and your moves in the in the space. And you just have to be cognizant of like the volume of which the project in, of the project and what the mark where the market's at. Yeah. Now if you understand the market better like you do and Chris does, it's not to say that you can't be successful at NFTs and have a lot less risk than leverage trading, which is the truth. I don't want to like, I don't want to speak in hyperbole and separate the truth from the point that I'm making about gambling. The truth is leverage trading is, is probably the most risky thing that you can do with your money and is not a sound thing to, to do over any period of time. So I'm not going to, sit here and try to champion leverage trading. I'm just saying that the math on your probabilities, if you're just throwing a thousand dollars out there would be better with no knowledge of either system. Now, if you have knowledge on NFTs, yes, it's, you're not going to go to zero, but it takes a lot of time to learn and I should have invested even more time than I already had before I bought <laughs> the NFTs that I did. You goddamn right. You goddamn right. And by the way, I'll push back on that last part. You can go to zero because these are highly illiquid. So right. when you're trying to liquidate and no one is there to buy it, then your investment is now at zero. I mean, yeah. that's not that's you're not correct. zero. That's that is zero. Insane. <laughs> it's, it's semantics, but it's zero. It could, never, it could never come back. We've seen. Right, we've that's seen not how that works, though, bro. Like the whole purpose of an investment is to have liquidity to that investment at a different point. And so, like you know, I appreciate the the pictures are all nice and <laughs> the variations of those very nice pictures. You know, that's cool. Yeah, I even like like some of the. I actually like some of the degenerate or de, yeah, the degenerative. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great mm -hmm. word. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. yeah, degenerative art blocks. Okay, cool. I like that. It's but good. even like again, like there's no, you know, there is no floor. There is no, or there is a floor, I guess. But floor is lava. Liquidity. <laughs> the, they're so illiquid to where it's like, man, you can go to zero, mm -hmm. yeah. or you can, or or you cannot. You can have zero of the funds that you're looking to utilize available when it comes time to utilize those funds. It's yeah. hard to, to stop losses on NFTs, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. to me that's zero. Yeah, you, you have no control over your stop loss on NFT. Well, you do. Zero. You just have to sell it right away. So you were saying whatever. Yeah, use it. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if the project went to zero, if if the Denton whatever lawsuit went through yesterday and niggas had to, sh like the Crypto Mori's, what so happened that? has that? to do with outside sources. Like if you're- I'm just saying, you don't have control. You have no control, bro. You know what? If it, Okay, if there's a flash crash in NFTs, Nothing happens. You, you, it crashes down. Like uh, our friend but, bought no, 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 uh, no. But, Zodiac but, capsule for four ETH, and it went down to like 0.9, and then it went back up to what two ETH. And if you would have sold it, then yeah, 0.9, you would stop losses. Blah blah blah. If you were to have that same wick when you're trading le leverage in Bitcoin or Ethereum, whatever coin, shitcoin you want to trade, it wipes you out. It, your stop loss won't matter. You're gonna get liquidated because of what happens with that scam wick. So but, the, the, but the like coin won't gambling. But the coin won't disappear. What about crypto more? Well, your account will disappoin. disappear when you're leverage trading. The coin <laughs> I'm just will saying. disappear 
because I have a wallet full of 57 yeah, yeah. coins. Right. The coin that has nowhere, zero value. But I'm saying, what happened to Crypto Mori's got deleted off of OpenSea, right? Yeah, but that's the same thing that happens everywhere. There's literally 56 coins in one wallet that are zero in my wallet. But let's not even do worst case scenario. And that's just called Mori. That means death, right? Crypto like, bro. But if 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 you zoom out, ultimately we're asking just a very like just basic fundamental question is, you know, how does art perform in down markets of real estate or equities or anything else and historically it performs better yeah historically on, on every level right so i'm not surprised that nfts are holding above water right now as the coins are all down yeah that's not really rocket science or nothing that we've never seen before yeah i just it's it's a hard time trying to gauge them even in the up markets and so we'll just you know we'll see man i it's interesting, like the article or the the pod that was sent to the chat earlier, hedge funds are moving into NFTs also. We'll see how long they stay in NFTs. Oh, yeah. but, but I don't know if you listened to it or not. And the guy, you know, gave his his expertise and the criteria. He runs a, what, a $50 million hedge fund? Yeah. That will be acquiring NFT hedge fund. Uh, $50 million or $50 billion? 50 million, 50 million. That's pretty light to be honest. Yeah, that's okay, fair. that's cool. But you know, the, the bigger criteria for them um, specifically is not really the art, but you know, what's behind the token, what's behind the art, what are you really buying? Like what is like the utility or the technology or, you know, like a real project. So they're not really buying doodles or, you know, or crypto mores. That Those aren't the NFTs that, you know, that's, particular hedge fund that he's heading is that's not that's not really the criteria of like the type of nfts that they're going to be investing in so um, they're only doing like the utilities and the gaming ones the ga- yeah like yeah, the, the gaming ones are real yeah like projects projects land parcels yeah. and yeah uh, and, 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 and let's talk about that and like let's talk about that because that's actually something that's really important right so now we're we're seeing $50 million, so basically smaller hedge funds are now jumping into this gaming, these gaming NFT or these utility NFT space. There's a reason why. Yes. Right? They see something that they can multiply. And if you can put some funds up at first, to, you might have, uh, you might not be able to have such the, the, the heights of, you know, a huge pop on a, a PFP project or something like that. Um, but you can have steady growth. Yeah. You shouldn't have that huge pop for what the scaling should be. You want to scale it? Everything in 10 years, we're not going to see the crazy prices for most of these NFTs. And there's going to be a lot more NFTs probably or in the next five to 10 years. Uh, and yeah, with the gaming stuff, yeah, they want to have a V-Bucks coin. So your kid is grabbing the credit card and not just buying the, the skins, but buying the token to buy those NFT skins for Fortnite Edition 30. 20 and 2030 and you know he can transfer it to his minecraft game on his vr or blah 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 whatever they got going on mm-hmm. and that's that's what they're yeah, investing in that's what i have some friends that are heavy in the gala space right now mm-hmm. and they're full all the way in and i think it's very interesting that they're actually you know supplementing income for themselves and even family members yeah, by running nodes and also buying those utility NFTs. So, I mean, it's definitely like people don't understand that these types of things are existing and yeah. happening right now. Yeah, right. I see it. I see it closer to what's yeah. proliferated is fucking the shit that don't do anything that just is art. So that's yeah. not art, <laughs> right? So, that's, that's not so art. Before, before we uh, wrap it, I wanted to to talk about a conversation that we had in a group chat earlier. Um, Chris sent uh, the Ukrainian airdrop. Uh, <laughs> explain that. Sacrifice. Yeah. Loading. Yeah, airdrop yeah. loading. Oh, man. It went against my ethics, honestly. Oh, <laughs> oh ethics? Ethics. Niggas have this ethics, ethics in, this, in this space? 
What? This man was texting me at 3 a.m. I drew the line right there. I drew the line. Called Shiba Shit Zoo, whatever. Hey, Mike, I appreciate it. Hey, I applaud you on that. Hey, Mike, you should have sent money to that Ukrainian. No, I thought about it. I thought about it. Those fucking Nazis. I thought about it. I'm telling you. Hey, yeah, no, so Chris, give give us an explanation for what happened. All right, so for like the last, maybe the, of the sad conflict, hopefully, you know, not offending anyone, but this shit was fucking hilarious. For the last four or five days, Ukraine has been uh, accepting crypto, or like for a week, they've been accepting crypto since, uh, you know, they're getting invaded, they need some money, some funds, money for guns or whatever. I just saw my feed, there's, they're doing every tank destroyed in uh, Ukraine. It gets a Bitcoin every Russian tank. Some companies giving them Bitcoin or something. Uh, but Russia, I mean, Ukraine was putting up an Ethereum and Bitcoin ad, uh, donation address uh, after a guy named Gavin Wood who created Polkadot or Dot. Many of you probably seen that on your Coinbase. I like Dot. Uh, he donated like a bunch of Dot uh, and that started like the trend uh, to uh, give Ukraine crypto. It had already been happening, but like it became a little bit more decentralized by just us posting the addresses on Twitter or them doing that. And then yesterday morning or two days ago, I don't remember what day it was, two, two days ago, there was a tweet on the thread that the Ukrainian official Twitter posted with the address. Following the address, they said, snapshot will be confirmed March 3rd, which was yesterday, which means, uh, oh, they said airdrop incoming snapshot will be confirmed. March 3rd. So that means yesterday, everyone who sent money in, their addresses and their transactions are snapshotted or recorded for a airdrop that's supposed to be given to all the wallets that sent stuff. Uh, so there's like maybe a thousand Ethereum sent uh, before that tweet, another thousand within seven days. The one day after that tweet, there's another thousand within like 12 hours. It already went up 50% in donations within like 12 fucking hours of that tweet happening. Just from people speculating, sadly. Uh, well, you know, philanthropic uh, speculation, you know? Uh, philanthropic loading. Yeah, it's lo- yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it, sh- it should better be loading, 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 loading. Uh, Ukraine loading. <laughs> Ukraine bags loading. Dude, so- <laughs> I saw people making fun of like, oh, we got rugged or rug pulled because there has not been a drop yet. Uh, they said a snapshot. Snapshot. Ukraine rug this. They recorded it. Let's see. No wind drop. Let's see wind drop. No, no, nothing about wind. The drop. Niggas got rugged by a comedian. Literally. Yeah. Oh wow! They posted something about a. Uh, they're posting stuff about. Okay. Mm. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> we definitely. Um, I know we we had a few chuckles over, but definitely want to send prayers out to all the people in Ukraine and yeah, um, you know, really dealing with the real life situation of that war and that conflict and the Russian, um, you know, people as well that have to deal with, uh, you know, bad Vlad over there. Um, yeah, well, they got the ghost though, right? The ghost of Kiev. Is oh yeah, there. shout out to the ghost of Kiev. Uh, my man's a G. Oh, triple He's O G. Fake. You know, I'm it's fake. That nah, that's, that's real. Right now. It's fake. Nah. It's fake. Nah, that's I'm fake. Man. That ghost of it's Kiev confirmed right fake. Now. It's confirmed fake. That that ghost thing was fake. The video with the, the tank running over the that wasn't that was a Ukrainian tank, dead ass. That's just cappuccino, my Caparino, but there is an hey, invasion going on. But those videos on Instagram are apparently fake. And Colin Kaepernick. Hey, as I've right. said before, this isn't political bros, this is crypto bros. We don't want yeah. to get too bogged down in that, but That's I definitely true, wanted true. to uh, to bring that uh, situation to light because I thought that was an interesting um, scenario with the airdrop and what have you. But um, yeah, you know, this is NFT bros. This is no, this is crypto bros. Uh, I know, yeah, we haven't really crypto. been speaking about a lot of crypto. I mean, we got a couple. Well, of- NFTs are crypto. Metaverse isn't crypto. It, metaverse it, isn't crypto. Metaverse isn't fully crypto. Crypto is in the metaverse. Metaverse has got multiple things and crypto's involved. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's all around crypto because we talked about gold last week. 
Right. And, you know, this is digital goals we're talking about a lot of the time or there's, you know, we're sometimes we'll talk about just the legislation and stuff and law and shit. I mean, we saw what happened with the Russian market and the last few days it tanked to all hell. I don't know what the hell happened over there. And oh, yeah. Didn't you didn't Bitcoin. you guys say they couldn't stop Swift? Didn't they stop? Swift? Oh, well, I, I thought they would it. <laughs> Yeah, y'all said they would. I remember that. I know. I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, they did that." Yeah, they shut that Swift down. So, was that uh, Caparino Chino? What you think, Mike? Cappuccino, my boy. And he already said we're utilizing crypto to bypass all the sanctions anyway. Don't worry about that. Don't worry, but don't sweat it. Then he said, "Y'all can't leave me either." You see that shit? He said, "Y'all can't leave the bank." He locked them down. Yeah, it's crazy. Put him on a time lock. Like, uh, what's your boys? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, on that note, loading. This, this, is loading. Been, this has been another excellent episode of Crypto Bros brought to you by Samsung, American Express, Coinbase, Crypto.com, <laughs> Crypto.com, Cash App, Cash App, Blue Chew, um, Blue Chew Dot, um, and all, all of those good people. Um, we love you guys so much. Um, and yeah, for Mike Risset, Chris Epps, Mike McGoy, I'm Jason Madison. Peace. <laughs>